Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, we preview the Hamilton Tiger Cats versus Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Friday night at ID Field, Doug Brown is by to help with that. Also, Philip DeSantos of Valor FC previews their match this Sunday against York United on the road. That's coming up on the podcast. We will get to football now with the one and only Doug Brown, color analyst for our Blue Bomber broadcast. Doug, how are you doing tonight? Pretty good, Christian. How are you doing? Beautiful night here in Winnipeg. It's a hot night in Winnipeg. Yes, it is. Uh, are you are you happy that we're doing football tomorrow instead of right now? <laughs> the booth is breezy and air conditioned with plenty of liquids. We're fine no matter what Mother Nature tosses at us. Well, the sideline is not, so I'm okay with waiting a night. That's, that's all right. So looking at this game tomorrow night, we've been trying to talk about rivalry with players and coaches. They just haven't bid at all. Is it, you know, in your experience as a player, outside of Saskatchewan, of course, the the natural geographic rivalry, is it tough to think of any other team as a rival in the CFL with the Blue Bombers? Um, that's an excellent point. I mean, I, I think I, I see the natural gravitation towards the Hamilton Tiger Cats, obviously with the last two uh, Grey Cup championships being won against them. So I'm sure Hamilton would not consider, I mean, honestly, is it a rivalry if one side dominates the other so extensively and in such major implication games? So I, I don't know. I'm sure Hamilton would not, uh, uh, doesn't want any more uh, attention brought to their situation and their competition against Winnipeg, but I'm sure Winnipeg is fine to uh, throw Hamilton, the Tiger Cats, into that uh, scenario as being a, a rival, at least uh, from the Eastern Division, right? So it's uh, it doesn't get much bigger when you go back-to-back Grey Cups and, and you win both of them. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure if, if we'll use rivalry as, as the term to define that, but it's certainly been something. So they've been uh, they've had a couple of great cup hangovers, I guess, back to back. And uh, so the Tiger Cats, you know, being 0-2 right now and the Bombers being 2-0 and uh, coming in here for a home game, uh, you know, they're going to be a super focused and determined football team, I would imagine. And uh, they have enough reasons to try and uh, exact some revenge. 0-2 to start the season. Dane Evans, four touchdowns, four interceptions, a number of fumbles as well. He's been very turnover prone, and the Bombers have done a decent job taking care of the ball so far. For a Bomber defense that, you know, feasts on turnovers, they've given up a ton of yards through two games, not a lot of points, but feasts on turnovers. Do you see that as being a, a big factor tomorrow night? You know, what I've really been focusing on in, in just any pregame prep going into this is the is the secondary and, and Dane Evans, right? And and the D line and how they've matched up against him. So I think that's a big part of their identity for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in terms of what you said, in terms of winning that, that turnover battle and making sure they secure the football and take it away from their opponents. But if there's two factors that uh, are concerning in this game, it's it's whether the defensive line for Winnipeg can exact the same kind of pressure on Dane Evans uh, that knocked him out of the game uh, last year in, in the Grey Cup and uh, pretty much made his life miserable in the pocket. And then the second factor in, in my mind is, uh, you know, without Brandon Alexander manning the middle of the secondary and some new players back there and the yards they've given up in, in back-to-back contests against the Red Blacks, it is uh, it is concerning, and it is uh, something to pay attention to what kind of success through the air uh, the Tiger Cats will be able to have against Winnipeg tomorrow night. 
Are you interested to see what Demario Houston does in spot of Winston Rose, who's out with an injury? Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's been a couple underwhelming weeks for, for Winston Rose, a, a CFL all-star. Um, we don't know. You know, when we make uh, assessments or judgments for players, we never know the full extent of their injury uh, situations or statuses or history. So a player like Winston Rose, I think you give the benefit of the doubt that, you know, when healthy, he's a very um, capable player. Just hasn't shown that way, unfortunately, in the last couple of weeks, especially in week one. So uh, it will be interesting to see, uh, you know, when uh, when other players get opportunities to step up and step in, especially on the Winnipeg Football Club. Uh, you know, you can make a long list of players that may really made the most of those opportunities. Speaking of which, Tiadric Hansen is back, missed the first two games of the season. Uh, a player that has made a pretty big impact when he steps on the field, especially on special <laughs> teams in his first two seasons. We'll always for- remember the hit he laid in the 2019 Grey yeah. Cup game on that punt return coverage. But what do you think that means for the Blue Bomber defense and the special teams, maybe more specifically, to have him back in the lineup? Well, I think he's a great rotational piece uh, defensively, right? Um, you know, I've been very impressed by his progress rushing the passer. Uh, obviously, he's an extremely physical player, and uh, you didn't mince words when you said his impact on the roster because uh, it's all he's kind of made his uh, his name in in this province and in this city by by the big shots he's he's laid out and. Uh, those highlight real hits that he's been able to administer on opponents. It's, uh, it's pretty uncanny. You know, every other game you get one, you're just like, wow. And it's so abrupt and it's so violent and it's so jarring. He just jumps off the page in terms of his physicality there. So uh, I love the fact that he can rush the passer. Uh, he's an awesome changeup from, you know, uh, Jackson Jeffcote and Willie Jefferson as a rotational guy. Uh, he can give you pass rush reps from the interior on the defensive line as well. And then, yeah, his special team prowess. I, I think it just elevates the play of all the players around him. So, uh, you know, they see the kind of intensity and the kind of physicality he brings to the game. And I think he makes everybody around him better. So, um, you know, he's not a headline starting player, but he's a real meat and potatoes guy for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And I think his, uh, his presence will definitely be felt tomorrow night. And we're not sure how much he's going to actually play. He's coming back from Poland. He was coaching there. We heard him earlier in the week say he doesn't feel like he's in football shape yet. And so we'll see what kind of, uh, maybe not this week getting in all the reps he normally would, but certainly next week, uh, if not this week. But looking at the offensive side now, Doug, the Bombers have not moved the ball terribly well. They When they've needed to, they've pulled it out through two games, yeah. but it's not been, a, you know, they haven't hung 20 on a team yet. And that's not a big number. What are you looking to see out of the bomber offense to suggest, Hey, they've, they started to figure things out a little bit more. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's a heck of an opportunity to be two and O and not be playing good football. So, you know, uh, even though they have those W's under their belt, I think they're cognizant and aware of the fact that they've got that defense that has really given them opportunity time and again uh, to get things squared away or straightened out in, in the game plan. You know, the defense keeps this offense in it where they don't have to really chase a big score. They keep things close, and that's a heck of an uh, opportunity for this offense in terms of tinkering and figuring out stuff. It's, it's pretty much cliche. Everyone says at the start of the season it takes longer for an offense to come together. There's a bunch of different pieces here, but the biggest one in my mind is uh, it's just trying to replace Andrew Harris, right? I mean, 
if we had a dollar for every printed word about how the offense ran through Andrew and the number of touches he got and, uh, you know, his abilities not only as a pass catcher and, and running the football and blocking, but as a decoy, uh, you know, picking up the blitz. Um, there's so many things he did, his leadership abilities. And I just don't think, you know, I think trying to be the same offense without him, I think is, uh, is a very difficult piece. And I think this uh, offense needs to evolve and change from that, um, being that dependent on a, a single player or a single back and become something different in order to be successful this season. What have you thought of the early connection between Greg Ellingson and Zach Kolaris through two games? Yeah, that's brilliant. That, uh, that has jumped off the page. That's been fantastic to see. You always, you knew when you lose a player like Kenny Lawler and Darvin Adams, both former number one receivers for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, you lose two guys like that and you're like, well, you know, what a tremendous loss to the receiving core. And then you see the signing of Greg and you're hoping you're like, okay, well, we've obviously got an opening. This football team does at the number one receiver spot, but you you just don't expect him to be able to step in and, and make that connection right away. I mean, you look at Kahari Jones and, and Milt Stiegel, and, and that didn't happen right off the bat. They had to spend a lot of time, a lot of hours, a lot of game film together in order to figure out those uh, that, that connection that they had, that unspoken understanding that they were seeing the same picture. And it's been uncanny. It's been, uh, it's been very exciting, uh, I think, for the fans to see that Zach Kolaris and Greg Ellingson have that you know, they are seeing the same picture out there. They understand uh, one another. And uh, it looks like Zach has a trust developed already for uh, knowing where Greg's going to be. And and Greg is obviously finding that sweet spot and and he knows where Zach's going to look for him, whether it's uh, a designed route or a scramble drill and he has to break it off and bring it back. Uh, He's, uh, they're definitely been on the same page and that's very encouraging this early in the season. 10 catches for 145 yards and two touchdowns for Ellingson. He's been targeted 14 times. Next most targeted receiver is Schoen and Bailey, who each have seven catches on nine targets. I mean, Dalton Schoen, talk about a guy stepping right in. He's looked like uh, definitely not a rookie through two games. Yeah, that's one of the things we talked to uh, head coach Mike O'Shea in the post-game show in Ottawa about Dalton back-to-back. We're like, you know, he just looks so much more polished. Than a, than a rookie player, than a guy that's never been on this stage before in the Canadian Football League. And it's just his dedication to the craft and his focus and his maturity that he's really uh, excelled uh, beyond anyone's expectations at, at this point. So I think consistency will be a big thing for him going forward. And obviously, once teams recognize that he's a legitimate threat uh, and an offensive weapon for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, uh, there's going to be some more attention paid to him. But he's been doing an outstanding job in terms of, uh, you know, what you hope and what your expectations are for a new player on on the football team that has to adapt to the culture in an entirely new game. So looking ahead to uh, tomorrow night's game, do you like the idea of wearing all white at home to try to (laughs) recapture the magic of those two great cup wins? You know, if you ever went and asked Brad Foddy about, you know, my uh, likes and dislikes as a, as a football player. I think the only thing I hated more than all blue pants were all white pants. So I don't know. It was just, it just didn't work for for the bigger fellas on the football team. So I don't get caught up in the, in the fashion uh, awareness. Uh, thank goodness for that. Cause uh, I'd be overwhelmed and, and overmatched, but 
hey, whatever works, whatever the fans want to get behind. And, uh, you know, loudest fans in the CFL are home in Winnipeg for the football club. So uh, whatever gets them going, and uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, how they rally around uh, that, that pitch and that idea. I asked Derek yesterday if he'd be wearing white in the booth. Are you going to be? Um, <laughs> if I am, it wouldn't have been – it would be inadvertent. So it would be accidental, but it, it is possible. You know, it's going to be hot, so – you got to stick with those light colors, right? You can't wear anything too dark. So it's, uh, you know, even uh, sitting in that seat, now that I'm completely out of shape, it's, uh, you don't want to elevate your body temperature past uh, any normal range, that's for sure. Fair enough, Doug. We'll see you tomorrow night. Thanks for this as always. All right, my friend. Great speaking with you. We'll see you tomorrow. Let us now turn our attention to Valor FC as they've got a match on the road against York United coming up on Sunday morning on 11 a.m. local start, uh, or Winnipeg time start, I should say. And we welcome in the coach and GM of Valor FC, Philip DeSantos. Philip, how are you doing tonight? Very good, Christian. What about you? I'm doing well. It's been a bit since you've been on the road for a match. Last road match was on the 28th of May, almost a full month at home. Will, how, will it be nice to get on the road, or do you like being home this long? Uh, this year, I like being on the road. I think our record on the road has been better. Our performances have been better. Sometimes as a coach, there are things you just can't explain. Um, but the road has been good for us, so we, we hope it stays like that and that we're able to go on the road. And it's uh, it's back-to-back ma- back matches on the road. We'll stay in uh, Toronto for about six days. So, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it. It's been a while since we've played also on the road at York on Sunday and then Forge FC Hamilton on Wednesday. Uh, coming off a 4-2 loss to Cavalry on the 15th of June. Uh, back on the 5th, you played Edmonton, played them to a one-all draw at IG Field and a 1-0 loss to Atletico Ottawa at IG Field, this three-match homestand. Only a point in three games, Philip. I'm sure that doesn't taste too good, does it? No, not at all. Not at all. We're fully aware of it and we... We understand our responsibilities. So uh, these are points that we're going to need to get back somewhere, and and this is a good way to start. So we'll have to go on the road and try to catch up and and, and get those points. 1-0 win over York back on the 15th of May. Is that game film valuable for this Sunday, or is it a while ago now that it maybe isn't as helpful? No, I don't think. I think, of of course, uh, York's a team that hasn't changed much, so... uh, we go back and there's a few clips and a few images that we could take and, and, and get as a reference. But we always look at latest performances. Uh, sometimes there's little tweaks in teams and even personnel change. So um, we want to stay in the moment. I think that game is, is past and we have to focus on on what's coming. They they come out of a solid performance last night in, uh, in Vancouver for the Canadian Championship. So it's a good team. It's a team that concedes very little I struggled to um, to score uh, but it's a team that is uh, is well coached and uh, they're going to be prepared they need the points too uh, they're they're also a team that has um, been almost in 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 contention but they're they're missing a few a few results so they want what we want and we know it's going to be a hard one yeah, in terms of the the scoring they've played 11 matches in Canadian Premier League play They've only scored six times. They've only yeah, allowed seven yeah. goals. So it's exactly, bound exactly. to be a stingy match on Sunday. Is it a situation where if you get 
if anybody gets two goals in this game, they're guaranteed the victory? I think so. I think that in any game right now, I look at our goal against average and we were we were talking about it. We're, we're around 1.5 and we were saying that it takes us two goals to, to win a match. So uh, the odds are pretty pretty good if we score two goals. I I don't care how the game goes. I think that the most important, yes, performance is good, but when you're in a moment where things have been a little bit more difficult, you want to win. And sometimes you have to, to find ways to win and it won't, won't always be pretty. So uh, we're going there with the right mentality. I think the guys are ready and we're, uh, we're positive about our chances. So we're looking forward to it. That York game back on May 15th, actually, I don't have to tell you this, but telling the listeners, that's your last victory. Uh, you had yeah. a couple yeah. losses or three losses and two draws in that time frame. Now you did draw Pacific, which is a really good result on the road. Uh, but you know, coming home, I'm sure you were expecting to at least get one win in those three games. Absolutely, absolutely. And and this is we we wanted to get we wanted to get maximum points. So of course nobody is happy about our stint of uh, of three home games where uh, we were disappointed. But we. We we have to look at what's ahead now, and, and that's where our focus is. We're uh, we're happy to get our 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 players back fully healthy. We're we're almost getting our our full internationals on the field. So there's a lot of good things happening, and we we have to stay positive and uh, understand that there's moments in the season where we'll we'll be in a we'll be in a low. And important is is not to get on a losing streak. And I think. I was highlighting that to the staff today. We haven't been in a situation where we have back-to-back losses this year yet. Um, so, of course, draws are just a point. Um, we need more than that. Uh, so so it's important for us to, to target a full three in this trip and, um, and hopefully, hopefully get a little bit more. I think that when you go on the road and, and um, and you you target obviously the the the, the perfect scenario is all, always six points, um, but if we if we're able to get four out of this road trip, we would be very happy with it. What has to improve right now with the team's game to start getting better results? Uh, I think consistency. I think that we've been in every game. Uh, you look at the the losses we've had. I think the last one we've had, uh, the only one we had with uh, with two, a two goal difference was the last game, uh, and three goals over uh, offset set plays where we hadn't conceded once all season. I think that right now we're uh, we're making mistakes in moments of the game that that we can't. We we just need we're in every game, but we have to limit mistakes. We just can't make mistakes, and we need to. Uh, um, to to take responsibility there because um, it's sometimes you you look at it and you you go back and you say okay this game we were we were close but we gave up a, a goal that we shouldn't concede and, and regardless of the time of the game I think that it's just been it's just been individual mistakes and in critical times of the game and we need to erase that from from the locker room and and live with 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 pride and and, and uh, determination that that these moments need to be erased from from what this team is all about and uh we're fully aware that if we we get that out of out of our locker um we'll we'll win a lot more than we're going to lose before I let you go it was announced last week that FIFA 
in the World Cup will be coming to Canada. We knew that games would be played in Canada. We just didn't know where in yeah. Vancouver and Toronto are the locations. Going to try to go to some games when they're here in four years? I hope so. I hope so. Uh, it's 2026 is far. Uh, but it's, if there's a, a good time to go to a World Cup game, it's definitely in Canada. And I'm, uh, I'm, uh, and again, the, 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 it's in, it's here. I think Canada deserves maybe a few more, a few more matches or, or a few more cities to host. But uh, it is what it is. Um, I, I hope that I'll be, I'll be in a place or in a, a situation that allows me to to attend a World Cup match for sure. Do you like that it's being expanded from 32 to 48 teams? Uh, Christian, not really, not really. I'm uh, I'm more of an old school. I think that the 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 economic effect is becoming too big in in the game, um, and I I was always looking forward to a competition uh, where you would always see big matches and always see giants playing against giants and. Uh, right now, I think it's going to get a little bit too diluted. So um, I, I I understand the financial part of it. I understand uh, all that goes around uh, an event like that. But I'm I'm I have to be honest. I'm not a big fan. That makes two of us. I think yeah, 32 is a good number. Yeah. 48, it's a little too much. Now, it, 48 means it's a lot easier for Canada to get in in the future, but Hey, we earned it on our own volition and it's 32. So 100%. I think that's a big statement that Canada was able to get in before they hosted because now they got in by merit and everyone knows that, uh, that the, that the nation can do it. And, um, and that's a good sign. Well, thank you very much for listening to the CJOB sports show podcast. If you like what you heard, guess what? You can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Of course, that is when the Jets are not playing because if the Jets are playing, then I don't have a show, but I'll be part of the pre- and post-game coverage. Anyway, thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places I'd imagine. So farewell until we meet again. So long and thanks for all the fish. So sad that they should come to this. Place.